is the one that forced it. Play action. Minshew. O'Shaughnessy. So they weren't even real sure that he could be the backup in preseason. Here's one for the end zone. Chark. He's got it. Touchdown. What a throw. Hello Minshew Mania is going crazy right now. Hello everyone, welcome to X106 Friday Take, Austin Hall alongside Brandon Stalin and Hunter Helmick. We are going to be with you for the next hour or so talking everything NFL Week 2, the crazy game last night with Hunter Minshew going off and looking like a very, very good replacement for Nick Foles in the meantime. And everything heading towards Week 3 and all the quarterback injuries and if a possible Jaden Ramsey trade comes about. We will break it here for you right here on X106. But we begin with Thursday Night Football last night. Uh, so Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Tennessee Titans 20-7. Marcus Minshew was pretty solid. 20 for 30, 204 yards, two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette had 15 carries for 66 yards on the day. Marcus Mariota 23 for 40, 304, no touchdowns on the day. Jacksonville moves to 1-2 and two in the AFC South. Tennessee falls to 1-2. and two in the AFC South. What did you think of the game last night, guys? A few takeaways I had from the game was I think Tennessee needs to start thinking about their quarterback situation because Marcus Mariota did not look very good, and he hasn't looked very good over the past few years. I think it's time that Tennessee looks for a different quarterback. Another takeaway I had was Jacksonville's defense had nine sacks. Mm -hmm. They looked pretty good on the D-line. The, the defense isn't the problem. It's it's the offense. Yes, because something I know that um, Harry is not performing really as most players should run. I mean, seven carries four yards, and even though he got one touchdown, he still needs a better job of performing and also gaining the ball towards the end zone instead of just swing with the one. Yeah, we can talk about Henry, but Leonard Fournette had uh, negative yardage before he broke out 69-yard run that basically saved his numbers on the day he was 14 for negative six before that huge break late in the fourth um so that, those numbers are kind of slanted a little bit um what are we thinking too he was solid all around last night he looks pretty good he uh the way he drove his sweat last night <laughs> he's quite he's something all right definitely a force to be reckoned with if you um use him properly in the way that he should be and we're not disrespecting the guy. He was one of the top passers of all time. Um, I believe he kicked in. Um, yeah. Uh, people, yeah, 6-1-2-25. That's it. 23 years old. Um, I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of like Nick Foles in Philly. Um, same situation. Quarterback goes down. Um, and the backup starts playing well. Yeah, it's some people are too good third quarter on pick and draft, but he he was great. I agree with you there. So we now move towards all of the quarterback injuries um, that have plagued this season, especially in week two. Let's go through everything in week happening in week two. Starting with the Ravens and Cardinals as Baltimore beat Arizona 23-17. to Kyler Murray put up great numbers. 25 for 30, 40, 349, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But Lamar Jackson, the running quarterback, 24 for 37, 272, two touchdowns. As Baltimore improves to 2-0 as they look to go into Arrowhead and make it 3-0. Yeah, I really like the matchup between Baltimore and Kansas City because Lamar Jackson is playing like he wants to be the next best quarterback in the league. His skill level throwing the ball is really something that most people thought he couldn't do, and he's proven everybody wrong so far in these first two games. And he's going up against Patrick Mahomes, who's probably the best quarterback in the league. So it's be a really exciting matchup between those two. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you there that he is the best quarterback in the league technically right now because Tom Brady did get a calf strain very recently in practice, and so he's going to be out for at least one or two games from the looks of it. So I guess technically saying he is the best quarterback, but like from his stats at such a young age, 
he's already proving to be another MVP candidate just within the first couple of games. Some people would argue that he's not doing as well as he usually did, but I would just say that's probably just him trying to warm back up again because during the offseason, the train with conditioning, strength building, and everything, so he's just trying to get back into the competitive sense against other teams who really want it. What do we think of Kyle Murray so far two games in? The Cardinals are not a very good team, but Kyler Murray is playing pretty well. That most people thought he would not come in and be performing like he is, but he has been. He's been proving everybody wrong. The problem is that the team around him is not very good, so the record doesn't show for it. But Kyle well, he has no help in y'all yep. in, in both the offensive line and in weapons. Yep. But he's been performing pretty well for what he has. So. Yep. We move to Detroit as the Lions escape with a 13-10 victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. Philip Rivers was 21 for 36, 293 with an interception, and Matthew Stafford 22 for 32, 45, two touchdowns, two picks, and a last-minute interception in the end zone gave the Lions their first win of the year. It's like one of those games where it's just like your heart will stop. If like you look away from the TV for too long, because mm-hmm. when you're watching that and realizing the like the emotion, the expression that comes across those players' face when they finally like got their first win, it's kind of exciting. Like even though it's just the first win of the season, I still honestly think that they could potentially be a wild card spot mm-hmm. with their lineup. I mean, regardless of like what they have and like the personnel they got, they're very limited with that. But even still, they could potentially grab a wild card spot. And I think they can be said about more than just that team in general. There's more than just them, but I say they probably have one of the best chance. It, it's like this. It's like this every year with Los Angeles, isn't it? The slow start, Philip isn't playing well, but then like week eight, week nine, it comes on again, and then they're one of the best teams in the NFL. I agree with that. I think that's just something they're gonna have to learn to <laughs> get past, though. Honestly, because if they're just sitting there. And, like, taking their sweet time, and then all of a sudden they're like, you know what, we'll turn on our engines. Um, I think they need to start at the beginning if they actually want to win a championship. This needs to be a championship-minded team in order to be more consistent. Exactly. If the Chargers could start strong each every year, they they could be one of the best teams in the league. Exactly. But they don't start strong, and they get themselves behind and have to make up for it that's, in the second half of the season. And that's always going to be harder because that's when most teams decide that they're also going to, like, pick up and they're going to fight just as hard. And so – they're going up against teams that are literally push themselves just as hard as they are. We traveled to Tennessee last week as the Indianapolis Colts got the first win in the year, 19-17 over the Titans. Jacoby Brissett was 17-28, for 28, 146, three touchdowns in that one. Uh, how's he doing so far replacing Andrew Luck? Oh, he's obviously he's no Andrew Luck, but so far he's been more of a, a game manager, trying to make sure he doesn't make many mistakes and – Against the Titans, he got it done. He got the win. Like you said, going 17 for 28 for 146 with three touchdowns. He did have one interception. He's been more of a game manager, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely without the starting quarterback, Andrew Luck. Um, the game was a lot closer than I honestly think it should have been. Like, too many kind of careless mistakes and plays that were missed. The quarterback obviously does not have nearly as much vision as Andrew Luck, but I still think he can honestly be a decent replacement. But the game should not have honestly have been as close as it did without Andrew Luck. Jimmy Garoppolo heads into Cincinnati and destroys the Bengals 41-17. to Garoppolo was 17 for 25, 296. Three touchdowns with a pick, and Andy Dolan was 26 for 42, 311. Two touchdowns and an interception. Of course, A.J. Green out for the year for Cincinnati. San Francisco improves to 2-0. Obviously a very good start for San Francisco so far. Um, they usually, like for the past couple of years, they'll start off with like a win, then a loss, win, and then a loss back-to-back. Back. But this year, since they're starting off 2-0, I think it's going to be a better start for them, like talking about getting like, a good seed in the, when the playoffs come around. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing really well these first two games. We, can see, we now see if he can stay healthy, he can really put up some really good numbers and put the San Francisco 49ers into the winning category. We move back to Houston as the Jaguars lost to the Texans as the Houston Texans got their first win of the year, 13-12 to over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Minshew in that game was 23 for 33, 213 and a touchdown. 
Deshaun Watson, 16 for 29 for 159. Um, this Houston team is weird. Um, great defense all around, but we saw week one with Watson that he can be spectacular. Um, but then he does this, and he looked flat. I definitely agree with you. I mean, 16 for 29 with only 160 yards, it seems it, it seems kind of low considering, like, what he was putting on last week with some fantastic passes, great dead-on accuracy, and putting making sure that he puts the ball in the spot where his players can um, actually use their advantage in those one-on-one situations. And you can definitely see the impact that it has whenever he doesn't perform nearly as well. The defense really stepped up for them in this game because Deshaun Watson came out and looked like a duck. Because uh, last, yeah, last game he put up some really good numbers, and this game he came out and didn't put much up. He did have uh, good running help from Carlos Hyde, who had 20 carries for 90 yards. But other than that, he just he came out. He didn't look like his true self or what he can do. Good thing the defense came in and stepped up. Green Bay improves to 2 and 0 as they beat the Vikings 21 to 16. Kirk Cousins 14 for 32, 230 with a touchdown and two interceptions. Aaron Rodgers 22 for 34, 209, two touchdowns. Um, once again, Kirk Cousins facing the team over 500. He loses again. He now has a losing record against teams over 500. Yeah, he uh, he did not look very good against the. The Packers. The uh, there were many, there were multiple opportunities for them to score, and he made pretty errant passes and could not convert on those essential third downs and key situations. And the Packers came out in the first half and put 21 points up, and that's all they had. They did not score or move the ball very well in the second half, but that 21 was just enough to beat Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook. I mean, for the first half for the Green Bay, I expected them to come out and score 21 like they did. But in the second half where it just seemed to slow down for them, I definitely think they need to improve on def- on personnel, who steps out there and who isn't out there during specific times because there was a lot of confusing substitutions, especially on the offensive line that seemed to just make it worse for uh, Green Bay's quarterback to even be able to find like where he wanted to go because that defensive line was just always in his face. Mm-hmm. He couldn't throw the passes that he wanted to, and when he did, it seemed like they were going to be close to interceptions, but he had a couple. But, like, even then, that's still too, too many for him. There was a moment in that game where Aaron Rodgers showed his frustration towards his head coach. Toward it was, I think it was toward the end of the – I think it was just right at halftime where he showed his frustration to his head coach about – I think maybe it was a wrong play call or something or mismanagement of time. Yes, and that is definitely something that even – I think – Everybody can relate when it comes to game frustration at like your, I guess in this situation since the head coach is basically this boss, he made a poor decision. Frustration was um, exempted and explained out there. Definitely something that needs to be improved on is just exactly the calls that need to be made. I think it was just a slip of mind. Definitely think Green Bay's head coach will definitely step up better next time and read the play a lot better. Dallas improves to 2-0 as the contract extension list. Dak Prescott goes 26 for 30, 269, three touchdowns. And a pick, Case Keenan, goes 26 for 37, 221, with two touchdowns as Washington falls to 0-2. And Dallas looks to be in firm control of the NFC South. Yeah, Dak Prescott's really playing like he wants that contract extension. He's been lights out these first two games. Had a perfect passer rating in the first game, almost perfect again the second game. Ezekiel Elliott came out, had 111 yards on 23 carries. He's getting more touches and more involved in the running game. Defense still looks pretty good. And uh, the Redskins, they just there's not much talent there. Case Keenum is doing all he can with what he's got. They had no running game from the Redskins. We moved to Pittsburgh, and one of the biggest stories of the year so far broke in that game as Ben Roethlisberger had to lead the game early in the first half. It was later revealed that he will need elbow surgery and he will be out for the year. Another quarterback goes down as Seattle goes into Pittsburgh and wins 20-26. Uh, the Steelers are done, basically. 
I 100% agree with you. It doesn't seem like they're going to go anywhere. They lost a bunch of key players over the offseason through trades and everything. And considering, like, not even, what, two or three years ago, they were a uh, contender against San Francisco in the uh, playoffs. I mean, it, it just kind of sucks how, like, far they went downhill. I feel really bad for them. But at the same time, that's uh, that's their GM's fault. Gave up too many key players. Yeah, I don't think the Steelers are going to do much. This is Mason Rudolph's time to shine now, but I just don't think he's quite ready for the situation. Ben Roethlisberger going down, obviously, is a big hurt to the Steelers. Uh, Russell Wilson looked pretty good against the Steelers. He was 29 for 35 with 300 yards and three touchdowns. They look like a Seahawks look like a really well balanced team, and and that's something about Russell Wilson right there is that you should honestly expect that performance from him almost every night. And if he can keep this up, we're looking at an MVP caliber season. Something that Patrick Mahomes himself had to look out for, the quarterback here for Kansas City Chiefs. And with Russell Wilson, he's always been able to perform at this level. It just seems like he has like a switch. He either decides to turn it on or he doesn't turn it on. It just depends on the night. And I think his mental state is definitely going to be probably one of the key factors of determining if they're a playoff contender or not this season. If the if his O-line gives him enough time to where he can go through his progressions and make passes, that's when he puts up those godlike numbers, MVP-type numbers right there. Exactly. And I think that the – Props to their their general manager there, though, that he made the correct decision of gaining the correct offensive line and personnel in general that works really well with Russell Wilson. And I definitely believe that if this keeps up the way it is, we could be looking at maybe a um, not just the playoffs, but maybe NFL champions. The Kings of New York, the Buffalo Bills, 28-14 over the New York Giants as they beat both the Giants and the Jets in MetLife Stadium as Josh Allen Goes nice for 32, 53, and a touchdown. And now benched, Eli Manning goes 26 for 45, 250, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Like, let's talk about Josh Allen first before we get to the mention of Eli Manning. He's been great this year. He really has been. He's playing like he has more experience. We can see that. He's been making good throws at times. Sometimes he made bad throws, but most of them have been good. He's got the Bills at 2-0 right now. They look pretty well balanced on – running game and the passing game, and defense is pretty good, too. Definitely there with um, Josh Allen going 19 for 30 on his passing and 253 yards. That's a really solid game. I think that that's definitely more than above average. And he could be looking at maybe a um, probably, I wouldn't say this season, but next season if he keeps up this production and the, the rate that he is accelerating at, we could be looking at a new quarterback that could just be taking the league by storm. Oh, and by the way, this Bills defense is really good. Six sacks. Oh, yes, 100%. The defense definitely, definitely helped a lot. And like most player people will say, defense wins championships. And I think that defense with the Buffalo Bills starting off at 2-0, and this could be looking like a pretty solid playoff lineup that we haven't seen in a while. Some teams that have just came up from out of nowhere. Usually you see like San Francisco, Seattle, New York, Chiefs, uh, Broncos when they had Manning. The Chiefs aren't in the conversation this year. Let's bring it up now. Um, True. Let's get to the old yellowing of Eli Manning. Bench during the week, Daniel Jones will now start in his place as they hit the Tampa Bay. Was this the right decision? I think it is time to move on from Eli Manning. <coughs> he uh, He's 0-2 right now. He had two interceptions last game. He has not been producing like he has been over the past and I think it's Daniel Jones's time to step up. It's why they drafted him. Well let's be what they they weren't gonna make the playoffs anyway. Um you're already 0-2. You have a fan base that is on the edge of its seat during the burst with anger. You may as well. What's to lose? Honestly they don't have anything to lose at this point. Um, with Manny not putting up any of the, the um, normal stats that he usually does, it seems like the best bet would to be right on this rookie. And who knows, maybe this rookie could step up and actually, I wouldn't, like we could maybe have like a Cinderella movie type scene where he just steps up and all of a sudden, bam, they're in the playoffs and they're going to go far with this rookie's help. But I wouldn't say that. It's probably jinxing it. But you, you got to do something. Like Manning is not doing nearly as well as he usually does. I mean, two interceptions in one game, that's – you usually was pretty rare, 
or even like unheard of with him. But now when that's happening, I'm honestly going to be expecting that almost every game, almost two interceptions, at least one, based upon his performance. The tank rolls on in Miami. 43-0. The Patriots clobber the Dolphins as they are on the way to 0-16. Tom Brady goes 20-28, 264, two touchdowns. Ryan Fitzpatrick was benched in the third quarter as he goes 11-21, for 289 yards and three interceptions. Josh, Allen, Josh Rosen came in, 7 for 18, 97 yards in a pick. He will start next week. Uh, yeah, they got rid of Minka Fitzpatrick um, for basically nothing as they, he hits the Pittsburgh. Um, this tank rolls on, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, the Dolphins are in full tank mode. They are an absolute dumpster fire of a team. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was not the answer. I don't think Josh Rosen is the answer either, but he gets the nod for this week. The Patriots came in and did what was expected and steamrolled the Dolphins. Tom Brady looked fantastic, as always. Well, let's be honest. If you're playing against a team such as the Dolphins, no matter which quarterback you throw in there, at least above average, you're going to make them look gods here against the Dolphins. The Dolphins' defense was a joke. They left so many wide-open coverages, not only in the middle of the field, but wide down deep. And if you have someone wide open down deep, Tom Brady's going to hit that pass almost 90% of the time. There's no doubt. Antonio Brown in his first game with the Patriots, four receptions, 56 yards, and a touchdown as the Patriots move to 2-0 and in the AFC East. Kansas City goes into Oakland for the last time ever as they will win the franchise series matchup in Oakland as the Chiefs win 28-10. to Patrick Mahomes, this is just his second quarter numbers. All right, you ready? 18 for 20, 284, four touchdowns. Could you repeat that first part? Hold on. 18 for 20. 18 for 20. 284. 284, four, four touchdowns. touchdowns. And that's only in the second half, correct? Second quarter. Oh, second quarter alone. Quarter. First Holy person, geez. Yeah. His that, overall numbers, 30 for 44, 443, four touchdowns. That, that, <laughs> you, you are running out of superlatives for this kid. And Oh, and by the way, this was without tra- uh, Tyree Kill because he's out till week eight. Demarcus Robinson had himself a game, six receptions, 172, two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey had a touchdown. McCole Hardman had a touchdown. This offense is stupid. It just is. This just goes to show that the Chiefs um, staff, managers, everybody wanted to put out all the stops this season after last year's uh, unfortunate loss to the Patriots in the playoffs, like right before the championship game. They are ready to go, and they just lost it in overtime against Tom Brady. I mean, let's be honest. It's a more experienced Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. I didn't expect them to go all the way to the – championship last season but I expect them to come pretty close and to lose to Tom Brady that's honestly an achievement of its own to be forced to be stopped by the best offensive team in the NFL it was really a battle of offense that last season I think Patrick Mahomes has a lot to prove this season I mean like you said four touchdowns 280 plus yards in the second quarter alone that just goes to show that he is ready and that he wants to win either another MVP or take his team all the way and Patrick Mahomes is a very humble player so he'll tell you he just wants to take his team all the way yeah, Oakland came out and put 10 points in the first quarter. Well, K- Kansas City put up zero, and then the second quarter rolls around, and Patrick they put Mahomes. up 28. And then that was the end. That was the score right there. It was 28-10. Patrick Mahomes comes out. Just turned on takeover. <laughs> Let's like talk about this Chiefs defense. Um, their biggest need is a corner, for sure. Um, should they get Jalen Ramsey from Jacksonville today? Because rumors have been speculating they're the top team to get him. Jacksonville wants two top picks, but if you get Jaden Ramsey, you can pair it up with Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, and Chris Jones. Those are four elite players on that side of the ball. I'm not kind of sure if they should make that move or not. I would, I'm honestly strongly saying that they should, but at the same time, you're giving up quite a bit in return. You're giving up a corner, giving up some extra options you could use. I just don't think they have the, if they, let's well, take, let's face it. I mean, uh, a first-round pick, they're probably going to be in the AFC Championship game years to come. Right. What's a 28th pick? I mean. Well, no, it's just like the, depth and personnel. Let's say that their their corner gets injured then after they make that trade. Who are they going to use to uh, – What if they don't trade anyone? They can just trade two first-round picks. I mean, that's entirely true. That's a fair point. 
I think this is a necessary evil that they do need to trade for Jalen Ramsey, put him on that defense because he would make the secondary a lot better with his presence. Jalen Ramsey is a good corner. Now, yeah. now the defense last year compared to this year is nuts to bolts. This defense this year is way better. Oh, 100%. Um, adding Frank Clark on the defensive line with Chris Jones on the right is torture for the front five. Tyron Matthew is your defensive leader in the secondary. And if you add Jalen Ramsey, who's the best shutdown corner in the league, in my opinion, DeAndre Hopkins said he's the only person that can cover him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the defense was the issue in the AFC Championship game. 100%. And if you add him, I mean, who's to say they can't make it all the way? I think that adding that corner at all, so Ramsey would be a fantastic add if they were to go up against the Patriots again. Because if you look back at the last season game in the playoffs, Tom Brady had destroyed their safety with long passes that were just dead on target. And if you have someone who can shut down their uh, receivers just as well as Ramsey can, that's going to make a huge problem for the Patriots. I think the Chiefs were looking more onto that instead of actually just future options. I think they're more concerned with just the Patriots. I mean, who else left in the AFC after Big Ben went down? No one, really. Like, no who one. is there besides the Chiefs and the Patriots to be in the AFC Tower? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be an all-out battle between them. And I think this is probably the smartest move they could make. I'm leaning more towards this now as we talk about it. Earlier I was a little concerned, but now the facts that everyone well, here pa- brings up. The Patriots had fantastic. Antonio Brown two weeks ago. You have to have something to offset that. Jaden Ramsey's the answer. Exactly. Yeah. We moved to Los Angeles, and another major quarterback goes down as Drew Brees left in the second quarter. He needs hand surgery. He will be out for six weeks as the Saints fall to the Los Angeles Rams 27-9. Teddy Bridgewater came in 17 for 31, 65. Um, all these quarterbacks are going down. It's mostly old guys. The new era is stepping up. I mean, the Saints, they're still probably going to make the playoffs. It's always six weeks. I mean, if you go one and seven, you still have eight more games to play. And if you go nine and seven, that'll probably be a wild card. But the Saints aren't going to get home field advantage this year. Um, they'll probably go to Los Angeles. But it's not all doom and gloom for them. I agree. If the Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill can come in and win a few games at least. They don't while, need to win every game. Yeah. If they win just a few games until Drew Brees gets back and then he comes back healthy and well-rested, and then Saints could probably start winning games again with Drew Brees. But Teddy Bridgewater just needs to – manage the game well, not make too many mistakes, and hopefully they can pull out a victory and a few victories along the way. So the Rams are the favorite now in the NFC. We all agree with that with this injury. They're going to get home field. Um, The Saints might not even make it into the NFC title game with this injury because they have to go through the wild card now and all that. Um, Could we see the Rams in the game in the Super Bowl? I... Don't actually know about that. From the looks of it, they they probably have one of the best chances of making it to the Super Bowl. But then again, that all just comes down to injuries, like we were saying earlier. The fact that all these old guys are getting injured, and like most of their personnel in the Rams, they're old or like most veterans, and so you just gotta be careful with that. There's a lot of contenders in this NFC that could possibly make it to the Super Bowl. You got the Rams, you got the Cowboys, the Green Bay. Green Bay could put together a full game. They're they they could be very dangerous. You got Philadelphia still with Carson Wentz. If Drew Brees, if the Saints can win a few games and Drew Brees comes back, there'd be a lot of contenders here in this NFC. Speaking of contenders, the Bears they go to Denver and escape with a last second 57 yard field goal as they win 16 to 14. Mitchell Trubisky, 16 for 27, 120. Joe Flacco with 35 for 50. 292 with a touchdown and an interception. Seven sacks for the Bears defense. That Bears defense is looking really great. You got the Monsters midway. They are really helping Trubisky out. And that offense, that offense is not really putting up points like they should. So it's a good thing that defense has been stepping up to help Mitchell Trubisky out. I really don't got much to say about this game, if I'm being honest. I mean, Broncos just haven't been the same since uh, Manning retired, and it's just been going downhill since then. Hopefully they can find something, like, step up so that way they can actually 
come back to be a good contestant team again. I'll tell you who the story is about this Bears team is Eddie Pinero. Mm-hmm. Oh, At yes. least they finally found their kicker. They got a kicker. He went. Um, he had. He went three for three, and his longest was a fifty-three yard field goal. And I think they've. They found a. They found a good one. Drew Locke, best mm. quarterback in Missouri since Chase Daniel. He's behind Joe Flacco. The, <coughs> the Broncos are zero two. They visit Arrowhead in Week Nine. Will he be the starting quarterback by then? I do not believe Drew Locke will be starting by then. I think they will stick with Joe Flacco throughout the entire year and have Drew Locke sit and watch. And I'm thinking next year will be uh, Drew Locke's time because I think they'll uh, they'll play Joe Flacco throughout the entire season. Yeah, and Drew just Drew's is honestly just missing experience in the professional sport field. He's definitely a fantastic quarterback. There's no doubt about that. But experience has like a huge factor in that. We move to Atlanta as Philly falls to the Falcons 24-20. Carson Wentz left the game with a calf injury, so Josh McCown came in late. Wentz was 25 for 43, 231, a touchdown and two picks. Matt Ryan, 27 for 43, 323 touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, the NFC South is weird. Um, or the NFC... Yeah, the NFC South's weird. Um, Atlanta and Carolina are, like, stuck. And now the Saints go down with Drew Brees, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are stuck as well. <clears throat> Who wins this division? It's tough to say, honestly. Because, like you say, it, they're in a very weird situation with, like, which teams are actually doing great versus which teams aren't. And I can't really say for sure. Like, there hasn't been nearly enough games for me to honestly decide. So I would have to leave that decision up to you guys. I'm not too sure either because from Atlanta and Carolina's perspective, one week they could come out and look really well, but next week they can come out and look really bad. So it just really depends on which week they come out and look really good. And the final game from week two, Cleveland goes into New York and steamrolls the Jets 23-3. to Baker Mayfield 19 for 35. 325 with a touchdown and a pick. Josh, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Sam Darnold goes down with mono. So he will be out for at least five weeks. Luke Falk came in, was pretty good. 20 for 25, 198. He didn't score any touchdowns or receptions, but he was good. And the unknown playmaker, Odell Beckham Jr., goes 6 for 161 and a touchdown. Um, yeah, Greg Williams shouldn't have said that. That just made Odell mad. Yeah, the Browns look like the hype we've been seeing all offseason. They look pretty well. Odell Beckham comes out, puts up a really good game. Baker Mayfield looked pretty good. The Jets, Trevor Simeon goes down with an ankle injury out for the year. It's another one of their quarterback woes. They turn to a Luke Falk. He looked pretty good. Like you said, he didn't score at all. But Did you say Trevor Simeon? Yeah. Sam Donald. Well, Trevor Simeon started yeah, yeah, week yeah. two Yeah, yeah. for Sam Donald because he went down with Motto and he hurt his ankle in the game. Yeah. That's when Luke Falk came in. I'm glad that Odell is finally starting to step up a little bit. <clears throat> Because it's like all this internet hyped around him with his insane like one-handed catches out of the air and everything. And then he just kind of had like an average season. And now this season, it seems that he's finally stepping up and actually showing us why he was drafted and why he was put on this team. And I'm, it's honestly very, very good for his career because it makes it better than he's not just some type of like entertainer for the people on the internet. It shows that he's actually a player and he's here to contend. That was week two. We moved to week three. Um, Jalen Ramsey not eligible to play if he is, in fact, traded today. Nothing yet on that front at all. We move to Dallas as the Dolphins travel to the Cowboys, and this shouldn't be a question of who should win this. It should be Dallas all the way. Oh, yeah, 100% Dallas all the way. There's no 
There's no contest. I'm sorry, but the tank will continue to roll like five miles per hour. <laughs> we moved to Buffalo. Bengals Bills. This this could be kind of interesting. I agree because Andy Dalton has been playing really well for what he has, but Buffalo and their defense is pretty good. I think the Bills beat Cincinnati in a rather close game because I don't think the Bengals have enough to to comb Buffalo Bills. So we then move to Philadelphia as the Lions go on to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. We do not know the status of Carson Wentz for this game. Matthew Stafford will start for the Lions. Uh, If Carson Wentz does play, I will take the Eagles over the Lions. I think with Carson Wentz, they have more talent than the Lions. uh, But if he don't play... I'm looking more of the Lions will win if Wentz doesn't play. I just think Wentz has <clears throat> can do more than Matthew Stafford could. I agree with you. Like, depending on if he's healthy or not, he should be. And if he's able to play, that's a big factor in deciding that game next week. And I hope he is healthy. But at the same time, even if he is healthy, I still will lean more towards the Lions just because – of their defensive personnel and the way they have more isolation coverage. That'll definitely be a huge factor in them winning over the Eagles. We move to New England. Jets and Patriots. Once again, Sam Donald out with mono. This one's pretty easy. New England all the way. They ain't going to be close. Luke Falk coming in, starting week three. He's going to do the best he can. Course, but it's the New England Patriots, and they're going to come in and steamroll the Jets. Well, they they will steamroll the Jets, but it's going to be a little tougher just because Tom Brady's out with a calf strain. He's go, he's out of this game from the looks of it, unless they decide to play him for some unknown reason. I don't it's know Tom why. Brady. It, it's Tom Brady. He'll probably just force his way in there. Tom Brady's a competitor, and like I enjoy watching Tom Brady play. Some people don't just because of the uh, Super Bowl incidents back in, what was it, 2014, 2015, with the deflated balls and stuff. But, like, Tom Brady, I don't feel like he should be held responsible or accountable for that. I'm still excited to see him play just regardless. And if he's out, I think it's going to be a tougher game. But even then, I still have New England winning that one. Matt Ryan travels to Indianapolis to face Teddy Bridgewater and the Colts, both on one and one Atlanta, I don't see Jacoby Brissett doing much again this week. Matt Ryan's going to put up 300 yards, three touchdowns at least. And Is that a bold prediction right there? That was. <laughs> if he puts up 300 yards and three touchdowns, that means he's got to just start from like one end zone on the other. It means every play, they're going to like set themselves back just for that. I think Atlanta comes in and steamrolls Indianapolis. I don't see Indianapolis stopping Atlanta. Oh, I, I 100% agree with you there, but even that's going to be – that's one heck of a prediction. If you get that right, I'm afraid the CIA might be after you, buddy. <laughs> we move to Minnesota as John Gruden takes the Raiders to the Vikings. Real quick, I know this is kind of off topic, but there was a post on Instagram that I saw. You know how, like, Golden State lost to Toronto in six games? There was someone who mm-hmm. put a post of this kid in his yearbook. He says, Toronto beats Golden State 2019 in six games. And I thought that was the craziest post I've ever seen. It, that yearbook was like in 2017. Uh-huh. And I thought that was crazy as heck. This game, I think, will be rather close because Kirk Cousins is not very good. And Oakland is not very good either. But I think this will be a close game. I will take Oakland over Minnesota. Wow. So you think the Vikings have this in the bag? I don't think they have the bag, but I think they have a better chance of winning it. I know it's going to be a low-scoring game, so it just just comes down to who's got more grit and girth for this win. But I honestly think Minnesota's probably got this, just based upon like their health and their roster versus Indianapolis. I mean, if the Colts had Andrew Luck, then I would say Indianapolis all the way, but even still. Minnesota's got better personnel in Oakland, but Kirk Cousins just can't do much with it. And that's on him. That is true. That it definitely is on him. And I'll agree with you there. But I believe that if he just gets, like, the right 
just gets the right mindset when he enters that game and he learns how to use it. Because I think he's been watching film for the past couple of weeks. He's probably starting to finally understand where he needs to stand as a leader and how he should help his teammates out in the best way possible. And I think we'll start to see that more as the season progresses. The game of the weekend, Lamar Jackson takes the Baltimore Ravens 2-0 to Kansas City as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs had their first home game of the year 2-0 and as well. This game last year was amazing. Chiefs are winning. I'm sorry. Home advantage plus with the uh, little career high that Patrick Mahomes is coming off of that second quarter. I'm seeing this as a Chiefs win easily, not to mention how great the defense has been getting over the season. It just seems to get better and better each game. Uh, you think this one will be a shootout? I, this might be the highest scoring game of the year. It might be a bleed out. I think this one will be a shootout. I do have Kansas City winning because they have home field advantage and Patrick Mahomes. But I think Lamar Jackson comes in to the Sea Red and puts up big numbers like he has in the past two games. Well, that also just to depend on like how he performs because, as we know, Arrowhead is literally the loudest stadium in the uh, United States in the NFL base of like they hold the world record for highest decimal rating and with uh the career that they're starting to experience with Patrick Mahomes they're probably going to be even louder stadiums going to be packed and against the team they're going up against their team requires a lot of communication versus like can't say they're used to the loud atmosphere they know how to communicate under certain circumstances I think communication is going to be the leading factor to decide this game and I think that could also impact um the other team's quarterbacks uh, stat line right there because that's, he requires a lot of communication. That's a good point. Coming in, Lamar Jackson, Rick quarterback, the, all the loud noise at Sea Red, it's going to be real hard to get all the signals into his helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one game to watch this week and watch that one. Denver goes into Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Green Bay all the way. Oh, yes, 100%. No, no question asked. I don't even need to explain myself. Aaron Rodgers versus Joe Flacco. I know who I'm taking there 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Obviously Joe Flacco, right? Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Cam Newton travels to Arizona to take on Kyler Murray and the 0-1-1 Arizona Cardinals. This one is rather tough, I think, because Carolina is there. One week they may look kind of decent. Next week they look terrible. I don't know. I'm not – Entirely sold on Cam Newton. I really think that it may be time to start looking for somebody else. If you're the Carolina Panthers, I think Arizona comes in and wins against the Panthers. Kylie Murray gets his first win. I'm going to agree with you there with Arizona coming in, just because they're off to yeah they're off to a little slow start, but I believe they definitely got a better chance of winning this just based upon um, performances from the other from. Um, North Carolina and how, like, off and on they'll be. So I'm going to say Atlanta's going to get the win. I think after that, I think North Carolina's finally going to start stepping up and actually playing the game that they know how to play. Daniel Jones gets on his ship and travels to Tampa Bay. I'm not How's it gonna do? sure about this one either. I do think the Giants win because I think they have better personnel than Tampa Bay. Daniel Jones... I don't know. I don't know how he's he going to do He was great in the preseason. Well, yeah, but Tampa Bay's got really good defense. And if you're going against New York and, like, they – with Eli Manning throwing, like, what he's been throwing but lately. But do you trust Jameis Winston, though, over Daniel Jones? I do not. Mm. I do not like Jameis Winston. Even though Daniel Jones mm. hasn't started a game yet. If New York True. can get the run game established with Saquon Barkley, I think New York will take this easily. Oh, yes, like that's going to be the deciding factor right there is that who's going to run the ball more and who's going to actually be successful with those plays. Because that could really help Daniel Jones out. If you get that run game established, it sets you up for play action passes and get some simple passes in. That mm-hmm. can really motivate him for the rest of the game. Teddy Bridgewater moves to Seattle as the Saints go to Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. They're at home. It's Russell Wilson. Drew Brees is out. It's Teddy Bridgewater's time. I don't think they have enough to beat Seattle and – their loaded offense. And Russell Wilson performing the way he's been, if he continues his performance, and especially with the home field advantage, he's going to feel more motivated to um, want to perform at a higher level. So I can just see Seattle getting this all the way. Deshaun Watson has a home game in Los Angeles as they face the Chargers. 
I'm going to take the Chargers on this one. The Texans have looked pretty iffy offensively. Uh, I do believe Philip Rivers will come in and put up decent numbers against their pretty good defense. I got Chargers all the way. I agree with you 100% there with the Chargers. Like, there's no reason they shouldn't get this win, but you never know. Like, some unknown injury could happen, but I'm still going to say Chargers just because of the um, overall defense and personnel they have with not just their defensive line, but also their linebackers themselves. I just I think there needs to be more consistency with Deshaun Watson before I can be completely sold on the Texans. Yes, definitely. The Sean Watson needs to step back up. Like he did pretty decent his last season, but other, ever since then he's been just kind of staying there. He hasn't really improved much. But then again, early to decide, we can't really say for sure. But definitely just gonna have to agree with Chargers. Mason Rudolph, the Steelers quarterback, travels to San Francisco to face off against Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. Mika Fitzpatrick will start. He will start. Won't matter. San Francisco all the way. There's no Ben Roethlisberger. It's Mason Rudolph's time. For Pittsburgh, I don't think he gets it done. Jimmy Garoppolo has been looking real good these past two weeks. I think he looks real good again this week. San Francisco all the way. Definitely with San Francisco, and I believe that the moment that they get past that little blockade they've been having a little lately, even though they're performing very well during the season, I still think there's things they're going to improve on. But against this team, there shouldn't be any really any question they shouldn't win with the game they've been playing. Second best game of the week as the Rams travel to Cleveland for Sunday Night Football. I will take Los Angeles over Cleveland at home. I think Jared Goff put up pretty good numbers. I do believe this will be a close game. I think Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham will hook up again this week and put up really good numbers for your fantasy football owners. But I think the Rams are too much for Cleveland. I'm really interested to see Aaron Donald get after Baker Mayfield too. Yeah, and if Odell continues to perform just as effectively as he has been, there shouldn't be any question that they're going to win. The Bears travel to Washington Monday night. The Bears. The Bears. I don't. Washington don't have much. <laughs> no, they really don't. It's Case Keenum, Mitchell. If there needs to be more off, I want to see more offense from Mitchell Trubisky and everybody on the Bears side of the offense. Defense is real solid. I don't see Washington having an answer for the Bears. I think it'll be rather close though, but I got the Bears winning. Yeah, Bears will definitely win. And about Washington, I think it's about time they started rebuilding. Honestly, they've been kind of losing it a little bit, and especially with well, like. When was the last time they rebuilt? That's a good question. How long ago was this? Oh, forever. Yeah, forever. So, yeah, it's about – it's definitely overdue for a rebuild. And before we get out of here, next Thursday, uh, we don't know if he's going to play or not, but Philadelphia travels to Green Bay. Carson Wentz's status is unknown. I got Green Bay winning. It's Aaron Rodgers, man. I got Green Bay winning as well, even if Carson Wentz plays, I think – Aaron Rodgers is going to start hitting the stride that him and the head coach are going to start connecting more communication-wise. And I think Green Bay just comes in, beats Eagles, whether win starts or not. And Aaron Rodgers is one of those types of players where he does not take losing very very well at all. Like, if he makes a mistake, he's going to make up for it in the next play. Like, there's no doubt. Like, we've seen that performance from over and over again. Like, someone starts uh, messing with him or, like, he – does something that he knows he could do better on. You'll see the next play. He just takes it to a new level, and you're just like, wow, what a guy. We're looking at the standings right now. As it stands, Patriots and Bills 2-0 in the AFC East. Those are basically the only two contenders. At this point, are the Bills a wild card team? Because the Patriots are going to win the AFC East. That's real tough to answer. Their defense is good. Their offense is iffy sometimes, but Josh Allen has been playing better. I do believe they could be a second, the second team in the wild card, but right now I'd say it's too early to decide for me. I agree with you there, but if I'm just going to be blunt about it, I don't see them even making the second team wild card. I don't think they're going to have a chance. They need to honestly make some certain trades that they obviously need for their team personnel to actually succeed. They just don't have the exact personnel that they need in order to work around their quarterback offensively-wise, and that's going to be a huge like factor for them later on. 
So we all agree New England's winning this division, correct? 100%. Wait, you say New England's going to beat the Chiefs? New England's no, winning the division. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry, no. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree with you there. My bad. And uh, basically the Chiefs are the only team in the AFC West that matters at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. Okay. Yes. And winning that division, 100%. Yeah, no one's stopping that train. Sorry. Like, Patrick Mahomes, MVP caliber numbers just in a second quarter alone. You got Travis Kelsey has been – phenomenal lately just as a during the beginning of the season and we've seen troubles from him in the past where he like he decides when to turn it up and when not to and i think that's gonna be something to decide for and when tyree hill comes back after week eight it's gonna be almost impossible to stop that chiefs offense like you will need someone who's just as fast tyreek and even if you have someone just as fast you gotta work on that craftiness that he's got he's been developing his footwork at such a fantastic rate i'm pretty sure he's one of the most unguardable players in the league Okay, real quick here, because since we're almost out of time, Steelers are out in AFC, AFC North. Is this the Ravens' division to win, or the Browns going to sneak in? I think the Ravens are going to win this division. I don't think the Browns are going to live up to the hype this year. No, I think the Browns still got another year to go before they actually win the division. Ravens have got like a way better opportunity ahead of them, and they're definitely going to take the lead by storm a little bit. better defense on the Ravens, is what Ooh. I like about them. Exactly. Who wins the AFC South? Is it Texans with Sean Watson? This one's tough. Mm. Maybe I could say the Jaguars with Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Really like his personality. Maybe they can pull something out. I'm going to go uh, throw out a loop and say Jaguars win this one. I'll agree with you on Jaguars there as well. Definitely. And it's the East. It's the Cowboys to lose, correct? Correct. Yes. Cowboys all the way. Even if Wentz is healthy the rest of the year, I think Cowboys look unstoppable. Three teams mm-hmm. in the NFC West. Who wins it? L.A. Rams win it. I think this is uh, this is the best division in the league. These 49ers and Seahawks. Could both wildcard teams both be Both good wildcard teams, yes. Okay. But I think Rams win this one. Rams, yep. NFC North, is it the Packers to lose so far? Uh, yep. Packers, Aaron Rodgers yeah. looks pretty good. The other teams, not so much. When does Aaron Rodgers not look good, though? <laughs> Last year. Oh, yeah, that's true. He didn't have the greatest season. And the NFC South, who wins with the Saints basically being out for seven weeks. Is it Matt Ryan's time to reshine? I do believe it's Matt Ryan's time to shine. If Drew Brees can come back, it just depends on Teddy. If the Saints can win games with Teddy Bridgewater, but I think the Falcons will take this division. I'm, I'm just gonna agree. There's really no disputing that. And alrighty, that is all the time we have for today, right here for X106 Friday. Take off get tonight. We will have the live call for Maryville's. Spoofhound's home opener kickoff is scheduled for 7 p.m. tonight. The broadcast is brought to you by Farm Bureau, the Kent Yount Agency, El Norpro, and the Title Town Bar and Grill. Don't get kickoff is scheduled for 7, 7 o'clock tonight. The Spoofhound's home opener live right here on X106. For Brand Starlin and for Hunter, I'm Austin Hall. We will see you next week right here on X106 Friday Take.